The NBA draft is right around the corner. We are in the thick of NBA draft content right now, and it is time for our first top 30 NBA mock draft, mocking every single pick of this upcoming NBA draft, where we think right now that these teams are looking at to go on July 29th. It's almost here. I cannot wait. Who do the Thunder grab with their three picks? Find out. Coming up on the Locked On Thunder podcast, your podcast every day about your Oklahoma City Thunder. You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Let's get it going on the Locked On Thunder podcast. On the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. I am your host, Ryland Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Rylan underscore Styles. It's at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. You can follow the show on Twitter at L-O-Thunderpod. Email the show, L-O-Thunderpod at gmail.com. Call into the show, 405-362-7128. On today's show, brought to you by Spotify Green Room, changing the way that we talk about sports. We're going to dive into our mock draft, our first mock draft of the season, running through picks one through 30. Let me know again on Twitter at Ryland underscore styles, which picks you love, which picks you hate, which picks you are meh on everything about this mock draft. Let me know on Twitter. So the first thing is, what is this mock draft? How can we understand this mock draft? Because there's a lot of ways to do it. You can do a mock draft based on what you would do if you were all 30 teams GMs. You can do a mock draft based purely on what you're hearing, what you're seeing from other outlets. This mock draft will be me predicting the picks from what I'm hearing from sources and what I think that teams will do. Not necessarily what I would do, but I think that teams are going to do. We can do another mock draft where we do what I would have done. But for that information, you can go and see how I rate these individuals on my big board. My big board 2.0 is out. You can go back and listen to that podcast as well as 1.0 to see how things have changed between the two big boards. But again, this is me predicting the picks from what I think the team will do from various reasons, right? Sources, uh, reading, everything else. For my individual rankings, you can go listen to the big board 2.0. And I'm also not projecting trades. Now we'll talk about which teams where could be moving down or moving up, but I'm not going to go through the process of predicting trades. It's kind of pointless. There's no really, there's no real reason to it. Uh, so I'm not going to do it, but we will talk about what picks could be had you know, and could be available as we progress here through the mock draft. So it's one through 30. What I think that the team will do, not necessarily what I would do. Here comes pick number one. The Detroit Pistons are on the clock, and they're going to take Cade Cunningham, guard from Oklahoma State. Look, we're doing that thing again, right? We're getting itchy. We're getting antsy. We're waiting. We're counting down the days, right? July 29th feels like a marathon away, even though it's only July 12th. Already, I should say July 12th. But it's Cade Cunningham, and it's been Cade Cunningham. He is the clear top prospect in this draft. Don't overthink this. I love... Jalen Green, Troy Weaver loves Jalen Green. We might be the two. We might be the two biggest lovers of Jalen Green outside of his family. But Cade's the guy. 
Cade is a near-perfect prospect. His, his one flaw in college was the turnovers. And you know that I give credence to the college game, the lack of spacing, and the lack of good teammates around players in college that increase their turnovers to where a lot of those turnovers can be explained and kind of be washed away once you get to the NBA level. So Cade Cunningham goes number one. It's no surprise to anybody. Now pick two. I would be stunned at this point. I would be stunned if the Houston Rockets at two do not go Jalen Green. And I think it's a great pick. I love Jalen Green. He's my number two prospect. In any other draft, he'd be my far and away number one prospect, but he's battling now with Cade Cunningham. He is going to lead this league in scoring for, for multiple times in his career. Be the NBA scoring champ. Good perimeter shooter, elite drive and finisher, who has an ability to take a step back off the dribble and the mid-range and just embarrass defenses. Because whenever you can shoot at all three levels, when you can shoot from beyond the arc, when you can stop in a diamond pull up on a jumper at the elbow, when you can finish at the rim, when you can do those three things, you're going to be an elite scorer in this, in this league, and he's going to be just that. And he has upside defensively that I think that he can reach. I love Jalen Green. Love his off-the-court mental makeup, his on-the-court makeup, everything about Jalen Green. And from what I'm hearing, I'd be absolutely stunned if the Rockets do not take Jalen Green. They've promised him to take him at two, I think, and I'd be floored if they didn't. Now pick three. Here's where the draft opens up. The draft really starts at three. Anything besides Cunningham at one would have the same effects that Anthony Bennett going one had, right? The unbelievable woe factor. Cade's one, Green's two in my mind from what I'm hearing about promises and things like that, plus the talent. At three, though, Cleveland. They are very interesting. They have Colin Sexton who they want to move. They have Jared Allen who they have flirted with moving and have talked about how they're not going to let Jared Allen stop them from drafting the best guy available, which they shouldn't, right? Jared Allen's not the kind of guy that you that you draft around in the sense of he's not the kind of guy that you don't make a selection because you have Jared Allen. Fine, good player. I wanted Oklahoma City to get involved in that kind of haywire deadline move with you know Harden going to the Nets and and. Allen getting thrown away for a nickel. I'd love for the Thunder to be on that receiving end of that, but the Cavs were. Uh, but even so, Jared Allen's not the reason why you draft a guy, why you don't draft a guy who could be Evan Mobley in a unicorn, a Kevin Durant type of player. He's just not the reason to prevent that. So, they're going to try to move Colin Sexton, it seems like. They're comfortable moving on from Allen if they need to, and, they, and they've also leaked out here that they're comfortable playing Allen and Mobley together. So, I think that this pick's going to be Mobley. He's the best player available. And I think that the Cavs might entertain a trade down, uh, but I don't foresee it actually happening. So I've got the Cavs picking three, Evan Mobley. At four, with the Toronto Raptors. Right here, you've got three names, but for the Raptors, really two. I do not consider the Raptors an option for Jonathan Kaminga. And that's bad for Kaminga, but I understand it for the, for the Raptors. For Kaminga, you want to go to the Raptors or the Thunder. Two organizations who are great at developing have a long history of doing so, right? The Raptors especially, an amazing G League circuit, an amazing coaching staff, and also amazing success stories to point to. So if you're Kaminga, you want to go there. But for the Raptors, I think that they're going to either pick between Scotty Barnes, a more win-now player than Kaminga, 
a player closer to being a valuable, valuable player than Kaminga or Jalen Suggs. And I think that it should not be discounted because a lot of people put the pieces together of like Suggs in Toronto because Lowry's leaving. A lot of people do that. Or if Lowry leaves, you at least have Jalen Suggs. Scotty Barnes can be a point guard. Scotty Barnes might be big and versatile and have good size. He wants to be a point guard. He can be a point guard in this league. And the Raptors like Scotty Barnes. I have Toronto going outside the box here a little bit. Masai betting on himself, betting on his ability to evaluate players. He likes Scotty Barnes. I think that he takes Scotty Barnes. He can impact the game right away defensively. He has upside, of course. He's working on a shot. We'll see if that can come to fruition. And he goes into a culture in Toronto that's very good at developing players. So that's our first big shock of the draft, I think, is Scotty Barnes with Toronto. Then you have a tough call for Orlando at five. I think that in this case, Jalen Suggs is the sure thing in terms of talent. I think that if you're Orlando, you should not draft based on anybody on that roster. I think that in Orlando right now, there's not a single person on that roster who is worth you turning down a player. So I would go with the sure thing here in Jalen Suggs, who I think will at least be a borderline all-star caliber player. And then from there, you can either keep him long-term or move him eventually for a really great return. That's where I would go. But it's Orlando, and I could see them overvaluing some of their players on their roster right now and going with the upside play of Jonathan Kaminga. I have Orlando going with Kaminga at five. That would easily be the biggest shocker of this draft and this mock draft. It will be the biggest shocker of this entire mock draft, and it would be it would be stunning if it happened. But I have Orlando going Kaminga. They've also worked out Scotty Barnes this weekend. They like that player more. They like that player type for their roster construction. And they have a tough call to make here if Toronto does what I'm projecting them to do in Scotty Barnes. I think for Orlando, they'd much rather Toronto take Jalen Suggs and take that decision out of their hands than to have Suggs fall. Coming up, we'll get to the Thunder pick at six and also get through the lottery coming up. But first, I want to say right now about our good friends over at Built Bar. Built Bar is a fantastic protein bar. It tastes just like a candy bar. Go to BuiltBar.com. Use promo code LOCK15. Get 15% off your next order. Built Bar has a very limited flavor available this week. Get a new Built Bar flavor called Grasshopper Cookie. What does that taste like, you're asking? Well, this is Built Bar's version of the classic Thin Mint Cookie. The all-flavor cookie, but without that sugar. Does not have the sugar of a cookie because Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar. The grasshopper cookie flavor has 150 calories, 17 grams of protein, and only 5 grams of sugar. Built Bar has many more delicious flavors, though. They have coconut, cherry barcia, raspberry, mint brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, strawberry, orange, cookies and cream, German chocolate. My favorite is the cookies and cream option. It's to die for. It's incredible. Cookies and cream is great. But if you do not believe me, and you want to see for yourself, you can order a mixed box. That mixed box gives you two of every single flavor. You get two of every flavor. Try them all out and then reorder the ones you love the most. Good deal for you. BuiltBar.com, promo code LOCK15, 15% off your next order. BuiltBar.com, promo code LOCK15, 15% off your next order. We are back on the Locked On Thunder podcast, on the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. The road to the finals brought to you by Michelob Ultra is brought to you by Michelob Ultra. 
at just 2.6 carbs and 95 calories is only worth it if you enjoy it. The Bucks got a huge win, and they make it a series a bit on Sunday. Scott Foster, of course, comes in there and gives Chris Paul a playoff loss. You can go check out Locked on Suns, and you can check out Locked on Bucks and Locked on NBA for all of your finals recap, as well as try a Michelob Ultra right now. Enjoy it with the playoffs. It's, it's incredible. You should do that right now. So let's talk now about the Thunder pick at six. The Thunder's first pick, a pick that has to be made right. And if this were to happen, if this were to happen, if the Thunder on the clock and Jalen Suggs is there, you need to immediately flood the streets, have a party, go dance, have fun. Because outside of getting picks one and five, once we saw how the lottery shook out, without trading up or losing any additional assets, to have Jalen Suggs fall to six is the very best possible outcome with all those qualifiers of not trading up and of the bad lottery luck. It seems too good to be true. It would take Orlando being Orlando, and it would take Toronto you know, buying the smoke of Toronto loving Scotty Barnes. But it can happen. The Thunder would at that point get arguably the third or fourth best player in this draft. Suggs has star potential written all over him. It would be unreal luck for Oklahoma City, which they've never really had in this draft process this year. But it is a possibility. And as we said about Orlando, I think that Suggs individually is going to be a very good player. I think that Suggs individually is going to be a borderline all-star at worst. I have questions about how he fits off the ball and how he elevates his team. But individually, he's going to be a good player. If for some reason his pairing with Shea is not perfect or not what you want it to be, he has insane trade value. At that time, you realize, hey, this pairing might not be the best pairing. I like the pairing. I think it'd still be, I think it'd work out really well for the Thunder. I like it more than I liked a couple weeks ago, even. Suggs and SGA, if you walk out of this draft with Suggs and SGA, you can do no better. I don't give a damn what pick 16 is. I could care less what 18 is. And I might be drunk by the second round if you walk out of here with Suggs and SGA. Rolling along to pick seven, the Golden State Warriors select Davion Mitchell, the guard from Baylor. You know, I'm personally not a big fan of Mitchell at all. I do not like his game whatsoever, but there's a ton of smoke around him in Golden State. The Warriors think that they're going to get an impact player defensively, although I'd say that he's severely undersized. I question how much of an impact he can have defensively at the NBA level. And I question the shooting still. It was one good year of shooting where we didn't see any other um, uptick in free throw percentage or any other indicators that it can be sustainable. I don't like it, but it seems like the pick they're going to go if they cannot offload this pick and trade it somewhere. For something, of course. At eight, Orlando. This is a tough spot to be in. I think that if you're Orlando, though, you double dip into the fun projects and you go with James Bugnight, guard out of UConn. I like James Bugnight a lot. Orlando gets Bugnight and Kaminga. Nice little combo. I think that Bugnight at worst would be a bona fide bucket getter in the NBA level. And so a bucket getter that you can find some spot for on your rotation is awesome. And you could be a number two option for a championship level team. So I like that a lot. Number nine with the Kings. Things get a bit weird here. It's tough to get a gauge on this, but I got the Kings going with Jalen Johnson. The Kings are in a weird spot. They kind of 
aren't very good, but like you can't really find the greatest fit in the world. You're going to draft another guard here. You're going to draft another wing here. What are you going to do with, with the Kings? I think Jalen Johnson has the red flags, but he also has the highest upside. And for the Kings, let's just swing for the highest upside. There's not a real reason to be safe in Sacramento right now. I just swing for the highest upside possible and hope that it connects. And Jalen Johnson could be that option. At 10, New Orleans, who's a very, very interesting target to trade down at 10. If they stay there, I have them going Corey Kispert. He'll step in right now, be a versatile forward who can hit threes at a high clip, and he can solve some of that Pelican spacing problems. 11, the Hornets. I have Anthony Singoon, the big man from Turkey. He has some question marks, but might be one of the best pure scorers in this draft. Great interior score. Uh, could be awesome in the future. He's 18 years old right now. Uh, he can stress the floor in the future, I think. Plus, it'd be pretty fun to watch the broadcast talk about Singoon. Like just them physically talking about Singoon would be awesome. Uh, but nonetheless, you can go back and listen to Friday's podcast where I had a whole draft uh breakdown of Singoon and a profile of him. I like this game a ton. This will be a really good pick for Charlotte. At 12, I have the Spurs taking Josh Giddy. Seems like a very Spursy pick. Giddy and Pop forever long that last would be very fun. A great playmaker does not do much outside of playmaking. I don't like Giddy all that much, the way that most of you like Giddy, but still a good player. At 13, I have the Indiana Pacers going Keon Johnson. It's always hard picking a Rick Carlisle rookie because he's never going to play them and doesn't really care about them. But I struggle to find a reason why Indiana should not go highest upside and the and the just highest ceiling and lowest floor. Keon Johnson's that. I think that the Pacers have been linked to Johnson a lot in this in this process here. He's a great athlete, and again, I'm higher on Keon than most people are. I think he'll be a solid defender, a great athlete, and has some shooting upside. Good pick for Indiana there. 14, Golden State. I have them going at Franz Wagner, virtual defender who can struggle from beyond the arc and a good playmaker. It's his size for a 6'9". I like him in the Warriors system. We'll see if it actually pans out or not. But again, I think that the Warriors are trying to move 7 and 14. So we'll see on that front. 15, Washington. Bradley Beal seems to still be comfortable here. So you're drafting for a team with Bradley Beal and Russell Westbrook right now. I think that Chris Duarte, who has supposedly has an NBA draft promise, but then worked out with the Wizards. So maybe the Wizards, the team that drafted him, or you know, draft promised him. And... At, four, at 24 years old and a great shooter, he can come in and have an impact on this team right away if they want to continue this trend of trying to make the playoffs. And then we get the Thunder back on the clock at 16. Oklahoma City, with this selection, goes with Kai Jones, the center out of Texas. A project big man who I love for the Thunder, a great rim runner for Shea and Suggs, amazing finisher at the rim, switchable for his size defensively, can still find his own shot at his size, great cutter, Top-tier shot blocker, good on-ball defender, but needs to improve a ton. But there are signs there that he will improve and he will get even better. So his fit long-term at that center position with Shea and Suggs would be pretty fun to watch. It'd be a very athletic team to watch. And I think that we'd very much enjoy this draft with 16 and 6 already down. Coming up, we'll have the pick 18 for the Thunder as well as 17 through 30, all coming up on the Locked On Thunder podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. I'm going to tell you right now, about our good friends over at betonline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and the easiest way to bet on all of your sport action. Baseball's in full swing right now, so track that action at betonline.ag. Listen, you can get all the latest news, odds, info on your sporting needs, including baseball, NBA, NHL, UFC, MMA. Before the next pitch again, head over to betonline.ag on your laptop or mobile device and check out the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. So no longer should you be on the sidelines. You should be in the game. 
BetOnline.ag. Your online sportbook experts. Promo code locked on will get you a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. A 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit at BetOnline.ag. When you use our code locked on at BetOnline.ag, your online sportbook experts. We are back on the Locked On Thunder Podcast and the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. Let's continue on this mock draft. We've got the Memphis Grizzlies on the clock at 17. I have them going Moses Moody here, a shooting guard from Arkansas. Great shooter, great defender, good rebounder, good hustler. Uh, plays off ball extremely well, fits with Memphis. Um, I like it. I think that he's a player that can balance both ceiling and floor in the sense of I think that his ceiling is still high. But his floor is also very high to where he can impact the Memphis Grizzlies next year as a team who's continuing their playoff runs, but can also progress into a mainstay in the starting rotation if all goes well for his game. A really good fit for Memphis. Now for the Thunder at 18, you've gotten a guy in Jalen Suggs who you should not have gotten. He's a much more talented player than pick six. You've gotten a guy in Kai Jones who I think will be a very safe pick in the sense of I think they'll at least be a good backup big if not a very good, 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 good starting big. At 18, to me, you take the biggest swing you can, a guy that you don't even care if he washes out in two years. You take Zaire Williams, the guard from Stanford. Huge upside. He could be a star in this league. He could be out of the league, right? It could be one or the other. Um, He had a terrible college season. After all that hype in high school, he was awful at Stanford, but he can create his own shot. He has great handles. He's a good team defender and eventually can be a go-to guy versus an NBA defense. So you take that big swing. It might not pay off, but for the Thunder, you're in that stage still of this rebuild where you're just going to compile, compile, compile bites at the apple. Could Poku work out? Could Zaire work out? Could any of these guys work out to become that unexpected all-star, that unexpected important piece of the puzzle, that unexpected superstar? I have a good feeling about Poku. Could we see that same result from Zaire? We'll see. At eight, at 19, I should say, we have the New York Knicks. They have Usman Grabal, the big man from Spain. I don't like this guy. The NBA does, though. He's a great defender, but I don't really see him doing much else at the NBA level. But he probably fits Tibbs a lot. 20, Atlanta. I have them going Isaiah Jackson. Again, I'm not high on Jackson. The NBA is, though. I think he can be a good, fun rim runner for Trey. Could be a very interesting break glass in case of emergency if you lose John Collins. But I'm not big on this guy, Isaiah Jackson. We've done his draft profile as well. Don't like him. 21. Again, don't like the player, not the person. 21. New York Knicks. Shreve Cooper, point guard, Auburn. Undersized guard, but a very good offensive weapon for the Knicks who need a very, very overhauled offense. I like Shreve Cooper a lot as a playmaker, but also as a scorer. 22. I have the Lakers drafting Jared Butler. Good shooter, good defender, plus ball handling. Nice... Again, break glass in case of emergency. Then a shooter replacement. 20 years old, might have some NBA upside. Is kind of NBA ready right now, though. Uh, I like Jared Butler here. Don't really know how much run he's going to get in LA. 23, Houston. I've been going with Trey Mann here, point guard from Florida. Houston not deterred from drafting guards due to their weird roster. I like Trey Mann. He's been working out with the Rockets. Knockdown shooter, top-tier ball handler. Can create for himself. Can help a second unit out a lot. I like that pick at 23. 24, they go with Trey Murphy Jr., a bit of a better-sized guard who can maybe play forward a little bit for you. Really good shooter on the best in this class. 
Schramer for Junior is really good. 25, LA Clippers. I have them going to Jaden Springer, the point guard from Tennessee, a scrappy, giddy, gutty, hard worker who plays great defense and is a positive offensive player right now. LA needs that. A non-dirty version of Pat Beverly. 26, Devin, uh, the Denver Nuggets take Cameron Johnson, one of my most criminally underrated players and who I think fell way too far in my own mock draft. Cameron Thomas goes 26 to Denver. Gives Denver a great offensive weapon at that shooting guard spot. Would be awesome to help carry the load with MPJ and, and uh, Jokic until Jamal Murray gets back and then slides over to the bench unit or stays deeper on the bench unit in the playoffs in his rookie year. Can be a great bucket getter for the Nuggets throughout his career. 27, the Nets go with JT Thor. With the Nets, why not, right? Like, why not take a guy like JT Thor who could be a unicorn, could be incredible, and also could probably fail. So, like, why not, though? You're, you have uh, such a collection of talent in Brooklyn that the rookie's not going to make or break your roster. Go with JT Thor. 26, the uh, 76ers, Josh Primo, the guard from Alabama. Interesting pick here for Philadelphia. They can probably afford to take a swing here. I'll see what they do at 28. Uh, I cannot really get a good gauge a good gauge on uh, the Philadelphia 76ers. 29, all indications are the Suns like Bones Highland. I think they're going to take him. One of the most interesting scorers. Can learn to CP3 and, and maybe even be a campaign replacement if campaign leaves. Uh, but I like Bones, Bones Highland a lot. He impressed a ton at the Combine. And 30, Utah Jazz go with Quentin Grimes from Houston because why not give the Jazz an incredible shooter? As if it's not unfair enough to give them this many shooters right now, add one more on there and see how good that offense can be next year with another score. But that's my mock draft 1.0. What do you agree with? What do you disagree with? What do you like? What do you dislike? And all that fun stuff on Twitter at Ryland underscore styles at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. That's where you can follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore styles. Remember, this is not the end of mock draft season because starting July 19th, the ultimate mock draft 2021 presented by Locked On and Odyssey Featuring the GOAT of NBA mock drafts, Chad Ford, and Odyssey NBA experts such as Brian Scalabrini and former GM Ryan McDonough, our locked-on local experts will be making their selections and trades, and we did make a trade, for the favorite teams and the teams that we host for throughout this week-long event. Search the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 on Odyssey app or wherever else you get your podcast from. Again, that's the Odyssey app or wherever else you get your podcast from. The Ultimate Mock Draft 2021. You can go subscribe to that right now so you're ready to go whenever we post these. On July 19th, you can get on the Odyssey app or wherever she's podcast from. Odyssey is your new audio home for sports, podcasts, music, and news that matter to you. That's Odyssey, A-U-D-A-C-Y. Check it out right now. Make sure you're subscribed and ready to go for July 19th. Tomorrow, we'll be back with another draft profile. We'll do draft profiles throughout the week, as well as talk with our draft expert, Richard Stamen. So until then, folks, be good and be good to one another. We'll see you tomorrow on the Locked on Thunder podcast.